What's up, everyone? I'm Remy. I'm Lucas. And I'm Casey. Welcome back to Day 16 of the Day Ones Discourse. Yeah, if you guys haven't figured it out already, based on whatever clickbaity title we choose for this episode, we're talking about space. Yeah. Exploration, the future, and everything in between. Yeah. So, Remy, uh, the, the reason we wanted to talk about this was because um, Remy and I, a, a couple weeks ago, we had a really good conversation just about space after watching The Mandalorian because we were, we were just really into it and we started talking about it and we had this great conversation and I just kind of wanted to emulate that on here. And Lucas hasn't heard any of this stuff yeah, and some of it's pretty wild. It was news to me when Remy told me, so it's it's cool. So first things first, I want, I want Remy to explain, I can't remember the name of it, but what, what was it called? The Car- like Kardashev uh, scale? Yes, the Kardashev scale. <laughs> so basically... This is going to be a very informative episode, Yes, this will be, be pretty informative. So the car... I'm probably not pronouncing it right. <laughs> True. Lucas, whatever comes out of Lucas's mouth, you might just ignore, but in the meantime, listen to an explanation here. So I might be pronouncing it wrong, but basically the uh, Kardashev scale is a way of measuring a civilization's technological advancements based upon the amount of energy that they can harvest from their surroundings. So it goes from... Level zero or tier zero to tier five. And so us as humanity is a tier zero civilization. <laughs> really? Yes. So okay, we can- I'm excited now. I want to hear this. <laughs> so we cannot harvest 100% of the energy on our planet. We do not have the capability of doing so. A tier one civilization on this scale would be able to harvest 100% of the energy in its planet. A tier two civilization would be able to harness 100% of the energy in its solar system. Gosh. That's unreal. It's unreal. I can't even imagine that. So then you have a type three or tier three civilization. These are called galactic civilizations that are able to um, take all of the energy in their galaxy and be able to harness it. 100% 100% of the energy Is this talking about in like the galaxy. solar energy or just... All energy. It, all 100% energy. Types, energy. Like kinetic energy, gravitational potential energy, yes. everything. Okay. So we're talking... Wow. <laughs> the capability of being able to harness all of that energy. Then you have your type 4 civiliza- civilization, which is a civilization that's capable of being able to harness all of the energy in the n- known universe, in whatever universe they're in. And then you have a type 5 or a tier 5 civilization that is capable of harnessing all of the energy in their universe and potentially other universes. Okay, okay. So, how... My yeah, question I, is that is I can't even imagine like any realm because that literally like to ha- like what you were describing for even like a tier 2 civilization, even a tier 1 civilization that breaks all of our like that breaks our known laws of physics in terms of like the conservation of energy right it would it's very it would be very very difficult there are lots of things that physicists you know big physicists talk about and think about that could do it like for a type one or a tier one civilization the one that can harness 100 percent of the energy in a solar system kind of what they're thinking i don't know if you've heard of a dyson sphere no, explain. <laughs> is, that, is that one of those ones that's supposed to be like um, an always moving machine? Like one of those things that's like... No, so that's a... Um, 
one perpetual was, motion yeah maker. perpetual motion so no a dyson sphere okay. is a mega structure so a, a structure built in space that completely surrounds the star and is able to take 100 percent of the energy produced by the star and convert it into useful energy so a type one civilization will have a use of a dyson sphere Okay, so that's like the first step. That would be the first step to getting into that point. I mean, as a type zero civilization, what we have now, we are leagues, leagues, leagues away of being able to do that. I mean, if you think about it, for us to move from type zero to type one, we'll have to be able to harness all the energy on Earth. And that includes hydro, geothermal, um, solar, being able to, to, to work with everything on Earth and be able to harness it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I was misinterpreting it first. I thought it was just talking about like, I, I forgot like the framework of it because I was thinking like all energy period. And I was like, well, at that point, like you would literally have to evolve past humans because humans themselves aren't even like close to that efficient. Right. So, and I think, let me, I have some like the way that we use energy stuff. So currently close to the level presently attained on earth with energy consumption is about four times 10 to the 19th or four times 10 to the 12th watts mm-hmm. um meanwhile the earth sun system has 1.74 times 10 to the 17th so we're about two times 10 to the 13th magnitudes away from being able to harness all that energy <laughs> that's insane it's a, it makes you feel so hopeless when it comes to that so if you're like oh man where there's these five tiers of civil of civilizations right you can get to the t- there's the top it's being able to harness energy in your universe and others and thinking that we will never ever even see our civilization earth go to a tier one a tier one civilization in our lifetime is kind of a sad thought i don't think, I don't think we will ever see humans go to a tier one civilization so that's actually a really good point. So that begs the question. Like we, like, in order to do that, it would have to fundamentally change the way that we look at like physics and any type of engineering. Because like, I'm not sure if the like the listeners remember, but like, I'm a mechanical engineer, and one of the big things that we focus on is trying to make things as energy efficient as possible. And like, two of the most common ways that humans just waste energy, and it's something that's inherent across basically all forms of energy generation, are heat due to friction or other like things moving together think of if you have gears even moving together just the friction of the surface areas touching will produce friction right and which then in turn produces heat and it's going to produce the second one which is sound so at that point it's like we would literally have to figure out a way to make machines to not only be able to harness all this different energy that we have available in our environment but in order to I'm not sure if it, so it talks I, about like efficiency at all. I don't think it talks about efficiency. I think it talks about being able to just harness energy. And if you lose energy from that, I think that was probably put into it. But I think okay. if it's that just is, about if harnessing that is, then energy. Then that, that makes sense. And then yeah. that's much more believable. But at this point, I'm like, I don't even know. Like my mind cannot grasp a, a system of energy generation that does not produce sound and that does not produce any heat from friction. Right. It would it would like, be nearly impossible. Yeah. Because then then you're running as we know 100 efficiency. Yeah. So okay, that makes so much I think more it's sense. just yeah. being able to harness the what we okay. have available to us. Okay, that makes and sense. And if you have energy loss or whatever, then that is okay. Yeah. But anyway, so 
you were talking about how humans might never even get to, you know, a tier one, which brings in the thing that I was also telling Casey about, which is called the great filter, where it discusses, you know, like how have we not seen in the, you know, billions of years that the universe has been around, how have we not seen uh, a type four or a type five civilization? Because if those were around yeah. in our galaxy or in our universe, we would see them. Yeah. So in the last four billion years, why has there not been something like that appear? So it brings the question up. Go, bum, go ahead, bum, bum, The great filter. <laughs> yeah. So it brings the question up is why has there not been something like that? Is it because life has only been a very recent thing in the universe and we, we haven't been you know, around long enough to see something like that happen? Or is there something out there stopping civilizations from becoming a type two, three, four, five civilization? Interesting. That's wild. It, oh, I was just going to say, it's just interesting to think about because I was literally, I was watching this thing the other day. It popped up in my YouTube feed. It was, um, it was an interview with, I don't remember who it was. Um, and then it was, uh, Andy Samberg and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Andy Samberg asked Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, three questions. And, um, in his answer to one of the questions, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he basically said, um, that as far as life goes, like human life was developed along the lines of evolution in basically like the quickest way that it could have been done without any like hand artificially, like evolving things like choosing to evolve things faster or domesticating or anything along those lines but like human life has evolved basically as quick as it could have um chemically in his mind so it's hard to believe that other i guess if you consider like alien races or um alien species or anything like that that they could have been developing like faster potentially like maybe due to their environment or something like that but that's always kind of weird to think about well, if you think about it, the Earth isn't nearly as old as the universe, even close. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, so, I, yeah, just talking in terms of on Earth, like from Earth's right. Earth's lifetime. So, so and, you know, if you think about, you know, if there's something that could stop a civilization from, you know, reaching that point, mm-hmm. what would it be? Yeah. And so there's a lot of theories that it's nuclear war because as we're seeing, you know, today, January 3rd, there's... Mm-hmm issues with Iran and people are making jokes and memes about World War III happening which could very well start a nuclear holocaust Mm -hmm. and this could be the great filter you know it could be something that stops all races you know when we get to the point where we discover nuclear weapons we use it it, like is it inevitable that all races or like all species basically are going to be able to Okay. Created. Or, you know, there might be some giant disease or there might be something that we have yet to discover that would stop a civilization from becoming that point. But it also brings it in is what if we somehow passed the great filter? Maybe the great filter was developing intelligence or developing opposable thumbs and being able to actually grab and use tools to build stuff. Because without those two instances, we would have never reached our point right? We've never been able to do science, never been able to build things. And so maybe we're one of the first civilizations to have ever passed the great filter 
and are now to the point where we can now get to the point where we have type two, type three, type four civilizations. One thing I thought that was interesting when you were telling me about this was how people are constantly searching for like extraterrestrial life. People want to see if there are other civilizations out there. And you made a great point when we were talking about this, how if in fact there is another civilization, because we, we haven't seen anything. And at least as of right now, that's like disclosed to the public. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Fair. Exactly. I don't know what the government knows, but they might know something. Anyway, what we haven't seen anything so far, and we can't see anything in our in our galaxy or surrounding galaxies. And like you said, if there is another civilization that has reached a point either whether they're a type 2 civilization, type 3, or even more, why would they bother contacting us? Like, why would they even think about seeing this this puny little planet that's a type zero civilization? Meanwhile, they're a type three or four civilization. They're able to harness the energy of their galaxy, possibly ours too. And why would they ever contact us? Why would they have the need to contact us? And I, when we were talking about this, I kind of paralleled it with how there are tribes in an, on Earth that people just don't contact that they keep away from like i don't i forget what the most common one is but um it's somewhere in south america yeah yeah, i know exactly what you're talking about i don't remember the name of it either but it's fairly like well known that it's like people just have decided to let them do their thing and that we don't want to like try and inflict our ways on them exactly so there's a good chance that if there is something else out there if there's someone else out there that they could be doing that kind of thing to us about, like destroying our culture and like all that kind of stuff interesting yeah like, it, it could it could be so mind-blowingly like just futuristic just we cannot even comprehend the kind of things that they're creating and doing like it's just not even it could be we have these science fiction movies these these uh predictions of what the future is like of what an alien species is like yet it could be something that nobody in the history of of time has ever thought of on earth and well, it's just kind of mind-blowing to think yeah, about that you just like cannot comprehend yeah. it yeah that makes sense yeah it's really cool and so like your parallel between us leaving the indigenous tribes alone that you know like let them progress on their own we're not going to bother them you know there's no sanctions but what made the rest of the world be able to advance so fast compared to them you know so makes you think maybe earth is like that indigenous tribe where the rest of the universe is progressing so fast and we're alone or it could be the opposite where we're progressing so much faster than the rest of the universe and everything else is slow and so there's also that but something to think about if a civilization is able to harness 100% of the energy in its galaxy that would probably mean that they have discovered some way to move faster than the speed of light because to be able to travel, to be able to harness the energy in your galaxy or in the universe, you'd or have to be... Type be two. Or type 2 or type 3 or okay, type okay, 4. Yeah. Um, you'd have to be able to move yeah. around. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in order to even establish 
let's say, machines that are able to harness this energy for Right. You. So if you think about that, and to be able to, for humans at least, to fully understand and see things, we need light. Without light, we're not able to see stuff, right? And so maybe these civilizations are moving so fast, we can't see them. Oh, that's crazy to think about. That's wild. So they could be blowing past Earth right now, and we would have no idea because they're moving faster than light. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like they, even even in the movies we have and stuff, it's like it's like in Star Wars when they jump into what's it called hyperspeed. Yeah, yeah. When they jump into hyperspeed, you don't see them. They just appear somewhere else. It's just that fast. They, like, if there's someone that has that kind of technology, that kind of advancement, there's a really really good chance we would never see them so that that makes sense yeah so it's it's crazy and to think about you know there's other there might be other civilizations out there which brings up my third point have either of you heard of the drake equation i know i talked to casey about it before i can't quite remember what it was about no so the drake equation was an equation that a um uh, an astrophysicist created back in I think the 70s or 80s where he talks about the likelihood of there being species out there uh, like a, in the other universe like us, alien civilizations and he talks about you know there's a bunch of different variables like number one has how many stars get um, produced at any time in the in the universe and how many stars of those have planets around them and how many of those planets could potentially create life and how many how much of that life it lives for x amount of time and how much of that life develops intelligence and how much of that life develops the technology to be able to go into space and how much of that life actually develops the ability to communicate and so this huge long equation it's like 10 variables long and the best estimates as of 2019 I believe there are somewhere between 300,000 and 1 million civilizations in our galaxy alone that's crazy that, it, you'd think intelligent that intelligent like life like or? stuff that could potentially communicate with us interesting it's just so odd because you think like we we've sent out probes that go out there and well the first probe that ever left left our solar system was only like three years ago. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh! I, I had no. And idea. we signed it out, I think, in the seventies. But we have, but we have seen, we do have images of planets that are further out in our galaxy. Correct. Um. Yes. And so the issue with that is, like I was talking about, being able to see stuff, you need light. And the only way we're really able to see far off planets is looking at the light reflecting off of their atmosphere. Because planets don't produce their own light and therefore it's really hard to be able to see unless you get like the perfect angle. It's really hard to see what would be on that planet. That's just so, that's so wild to think about. Like if that, if that is true, that there are that many people out there. You'd you'd or po- possibly that many civilizations out there. You'd think that, you'd hope that people would put more attention on that kind of thing and at least try, well, to find these I things mean, or see these things. Yeah, I feel like it's a very like egocentric human nature to believe that we are kind of the all-encompassing beings within, like, the universe, like the capital U, everything that 
is known and unknown to believe that we are the only intelligent life that has ever been created out of the billions and billions and billions of different galaxies that we have. It's just like unfathomable to me that people don't at least consider the fact that we could not be the only like source of intelligent life in the universe. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think about. I mean, theoretically though, there could be zero out there, oh, you know, because yeah. we have yet to to see it. But have you guys ever done like the puzzle Where's Waldo? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so imagine this: you have a, a Where's Waldo, mm-hmm. and it's filled with hundreds of Waldos. Okay, but one of those Waldos is missing a left shoe. Okay, and you take that picture and you add a million other ones on there with all of them with Waldos on it, but only one Waldo doesn't have a shoe on it. And you need the tiniest uh, magnifying glass to be able to even see the shoes, to be able to comprehend that a shoe's missing. That is what it's like to look for life. Because if you think about it, there's billions of planets. And you have to be able to be really lucky and be able to zoom in on this one little planet way out there and get just the right angle and just be able to just see just the right planet to be able to say that there's oh another civilization out there yeah it's like a game of chance yep. trying to find other people out there that's crazy yeah that's why when people always talk about like searching for planets via like telescopes or anything like that that could inhabit light i just like for that exact same demonstration right there i'm i always take the form of like I don't think that that's how it will be done. Yeah. Like, I think if anything, it is going to be a received transmission of some sort of some form of communication in one way or another between us to them or them to us. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I don't think it's going to be a chance to sighting. I think we're going to pick up radio waves of some sort mm-hmm. from somewhere else. And that's how it's going to be. And so it's very interesting to think about on how vast it is out there and how we might not be able to find someone just in the entire humanity's lifespan just because of how crazy it is. Yeah, makes you feel really small. It makes thinking you feel about like, almost like frustrated with humanity, the fact that we're literally like poisoning the planet to the point where it's like actually concerning the fact that humanity might die before we even come close to like knowing the answer to that question. That's just like, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. This is making me sad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're out of time for today. Uh, We'll probably continue discussion about the future of humanity and the way we see it in the future. Maybe next episode, maybe not. Um, But I hope you really enjoyed today. I kind of took over and talked because this is something I really love talking about. So I hope you guys were interested. It was informative. And uh, we'll get into our music for this time. Yeah. Does anyone have a song ready right now? I do. Okay. Um, Okay. This one kind of goes in theme. Uh, It's going to be Lost in Time and Space by Lord Huron. Such a good song. Such a good song. Please listen to it. Amazing song. By the way, just letting you guys know, uh, we're going to be creating a playlist with all of the music we've recommended, and we'll update it every time a new episode releases. Um, We'll probably link it in our um, description hopefully the link works if not you can check our twitter we'll definitely have it there um so yeah that's for the future if you want to use that yeah 100 all right mine want mine is going to be uh always with me by wolf saga casey showed me this song and i just absolutely love it it puts me in such a good mood 
All right, uh, to keep with Casey's space-related one, I'm going to have to go with Spaceman by The Killers. It's a classic, and it's really interesting and a really good song to listen to. And it just reminds you that you're small, and it really probably doesn't matter. So hope you all have a great night. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.